there seems to be this trend towards us wanting everything right now. Immediate gratification. But what's the problem with wanting immediate gratification? We have no patience. Okay, but what's the problem with having no patience? As soon as we don't see progress, we stop trying. And you'll notice I didn't say failure. I said as soon as we see no progress. That's an important distinction to make. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Blowing Health Moments with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist. The reason I make these videos is to help everyone to understand that your mental health and physical health come together to create that overall sense of well-being. If you find this kind of video interesting, helpful, please consider subscribing. There's this interesting idea that if I put any effort into something at all, I should succeed. And I have problems with that because first of all, it implies that people who succeed, so people who have talent at something, that all that talent was natural, that they didn't have to work hard to learn how to do what they're doing that's either causing them to be socially functioning well or academically functional functioning well or financially functioning well. Now, the other problem I have with this is that it implies that there's no, nothing we can learn from failing, which again, isn't true. You see, when you try to do something difficult and you fail, you actually learn something about yourself as a person. You learn about the action that you took that caused you to fail. And then you also learn about the activity or thing that you're engaging with that gives you more information about why you failed. So many people have tried to cut down on their sugar intake and not been successful at this in the first attempt, second attempt, 15th attempt. One of the issues that I often see is that in the conversation about cutting down our sugar con uh, consumption, we will hear things like, it's not possible for a human to live the rest of their lives without eating sugar. And you know, I'm going to partially agree with that because I do believe if you eat anything other than meat, you are going to be eating sugar. So since I'm not expecting everyone on the planet to become a carnivore, I'm agreeing with that statement. What I disagree with is the idea that it's not possible for a human to go the rest of their life without eating ice cream or the possibility that I can't go the rest of my life without eating chocolate or right. Like, like the truth is I actually could go the rest of my life without eating those things. There are lots of people who are lactose intolerant who never eat dairy. There are lots of people who are allergic to nuts that don't eat nuts. So, I mean, and that's an allergy. There are a lot of people that choose not to eat certain foods because they just don't like them. I don't like regular flavored chips and I've never eaten them, right? Like, I think that we are misguided when we're telling ourselves that we can't not eat something. That's the first part of this. But in terms of what we learn about ourselves, when we try to cut down eating sugar and then are not capable, one of the things we learn about ourselves is that we might be engaging in emotional eating. So maybe something went wrong in my life and I didn't know how to manage it. Maybe my life is just generally stressful and this is occurring on a re very regular basis. Maybe there was a huge event that happened that was good and I wanted to celebrate. So I might have been doing well for a period of time, so not eating a lot of carbs. And then one of these situations happen, or in the case of I have stress all the time, it becomes overwhelming. And then I end up eating something that's heavier in carbs than I would have wanted to. It's important for us to recognize when we're using food or drugs or sex or alcohol as a soothing agent, as a distraction or as a way to solve a problem that's unrelated to 
food, sex, alcohol, or drugs. See, when something bothers me in my emotional life, and then I turn to food, sex, alcohol, or drugs, what I'm actually doing is allowing that activity to give me a momentary high because food, sex, alcohol, and drugs cause us to have a dopamine reaction and an endorphin rush that feels really good. The thing is, it feels really good in the moment. And yes, in that moment, we have that distraction or that soothing feeling away from the problem. In the long run, it doesn't actually change the problem that we're living. So once we've stopped eating the food or come down from the drug or alcohol or come down from the feeling of having sex, we're still faced with the problem. So there's two problems with that. First of all, we need to keep re-engaging this behavior to feel okay because every time we stop engaging the behavior, the problem's back. But the other problem is that often we know we shouldn't be engaging this behavior because it's not actually solving the problem. And then we feel bad about ourselves. And how do I know we feel bad about ourselves? See, this is the part that we try to fool ourselves, but we can't. How you're going to know that you feel bad about yourself is that you don't tell anybody you're doing this behavior. You're not willing to let people know how much you're drinking, doing drugs, eating, or sleeping around. You hide that piece of information, right? So it's something that you're doing in hiding to solve a problem that it's not solving. And then you feel bad about what you're doing because you know it's not solving the problem, but we keep doing it because in the moment it feels good. The other thing that might affect my ability to stay on track is social pressure. So are there people in my life that when I interact with them, maybe I'm shy to let them know that I've changed the way I'm eating. So we go out to eat and I order what everyone else is ordering because I'm afraid or shy to tell them that I'm not eating that way any longer. Or maybe that person is encouraging me to eat something that's off plan and I don't really know how to say I don't want to go that route. We still can feel bullied by other people. We still can feel that we need to live up to other people's standards. We still can feel that what my family and friends think about what I'm putting on my plate is more important than what I know to be healthy for myself. And again, how do we know that this is happening to us? Because when it's time to fill my plate, I'm more worried about what that person's going to think about what I'm putting here than what I know is going to be healthy for me to put here. When we allow the opinions of others to dictate how we're going to act, the thing that we're not taking into consideration is we are the ones that know how we feel later on after we've eaten the food, drank the alcohol, done the drug, had maybe intercourse with someone that's not our spouse. We know how we feel afterwards in terms of how we feel guilty for not staying with the plan that we're telling ourselves we want to do, how we know that we haven't actually accomplish anything because what you think about what I'm doing is not as important as this goal that I keep telling myself that I have. And the fact that in that scenario, what I've actually done is put your needs before my own. So I'm putting your feelings, your ideas, your thoughts before my own feeling ideas and thoughts related to what I said I wanted for myself. When we fail at something, the other thing that we learn is maybe we're just not as committed as we think we are to what we said we wanted to do. I'm telling myself I don't want to eat carbs. I'm telling myself that this is for my better health. But then if I'm telling myself that I want one thing, but then I'm allowing myself to engage my self-soothing behavior, again, whether it's eating carbs, drinking alcohol, right, having sex, doing drugs. If I'm telling myself I want one thing, but then when it's time to make the decision, I'm allowing myself to do something else. I'm not committed to what I said I'm committing to. I'm not putting my goal first. 
when we're lying to ourselves about what our goals are, it really doesn't matter if I have one cookie or it's one kiss or it was one bear or like it doesn't matter what it was, one puff, it doesn't matter. If I'm lying to myself about what I'm trying to accomplish so that I'm saying this is super important, but then when it's time to show that it's super important, I'm saying oh, it doesn't matter this time, that's a lie to me. And if I let myself do that, I don't trust me because I keep telling myself I'm going to do something, but then I do something else. And if I don't have faith in me, I'm not going to have the confidence it actually takes to walk forward in this path that I told myself I was going to walk forward in. So whether it's about keeping myself healthy and being at a good weight, whether it's about solving my problems rather than leaning on food, alcohol, drugs, or sex, I'm not going to follow through because I'm allowing myself to self-soothe, I'm allowing myself to distract, I'm allowing myself to lean on things rather than make the commitment I need to make to do what's going to help me to solve the problem. It's really important for us to have a very clear understanding of what we're aiming at when we're trying to live our life and we're trying to be healthy. One of the reasons that I believe that we have such a hard time managing our weight is because we're so focused on immediate gratification. We're so focused on, I have to have it right now, that the time, energy, effort that we would need to put into solving the problems in our lives so that food can be for fueling our bodies and growing a strong body and not a replacement for solving problems, we're not willing to put that energy in. We're not willing to put that effort in because we're afraid. We're afraid we're not going to be successful at it because we're afraid that we will have to live through the negative that we don't want to live through. The idea that we have to work on our friendships and that someone who meets me isn't just going to see how great a person I am from day one. The idea that we have to work on our relationships, so with our spouses, with our children, with our families, and that just because you know me doesn't mean that you're going to accept everything that I do or everything that I say, that I need to prioritize keeping this relationship good if I want my spouse to stay, or if I want me and my brother to have a good relationship, or if I want my, my, my parents and I to still get along, that if I want these things to be positive, I actually have to invest in them. That if I want to have a good work life, that I need to invest in my work. See, none of these things happen just because I want it, but we're so entitled that we believe as long as I put a little bit of effort I should get everything I want and that's just not the way that it works. I need everyone to understand that the way that you get positive out of life is by investing in solving problems which means investing in my friendships, investing in my relationships, so my spousal, parents, kids relationships, investing in my work and investing in my hobbies. If I have social outlets, if I enjoy or even I'm just neutral in the work that I do and I have a social outlet that I can focus on and I have friends and family that I like to spend my time with then I don't need food to soothe me I don't need sex to soothe me or to distract me from my problems I don't need drugs and alcohol to distract me or to to help me to feel superior or all the things that we use these things for that are not what they're meant for if you want to lose weight what you need to understand is that Losing weight is something that you need to work on daily. If you're willing to work on it daily, then what you're also going to understand is that others' opinions about what you're eating doesn't really matter. You're not going to use food to self-soothe yourself. 
You'll be much less likely to use food as a distraction. You'll be much more likely to eat, to fuel yourself, and to build a healthy body and allow yourself to solve the problems that come up in your life. Because when I solve the problems that I come up in my life, again, I'm back to I'm less likely to use food to soothe. If I know that I do that, it becomes even more important for me to try to solve the issues in my life. The truth is, if you want to address your weight issue, you need to be willing to address your weight issue directly by looking straight at the problem and managing it directly. The only way to manage all of this, your, your weight issue and any other issues you might be having in life, is to look at the problem directly and take decisions that allow you to solve the problem rather than trying to avoid the problem through alcohol, drugs, sex, and food. I really hope you found this video helpful. For those of you who are not already wellness warriors, I encourage you to subscribe because I make videos like this every week. I want to thank you for watching mind-blowing health and wellness with Violet. I love making these videos for you guys. I want everyone to improve their health. I want everyone to live a happy life. I want you to learn from what I've learned and from the doctors that are sharing on the internet about how to be healthier and happier and that we can live a happier life. So thanks for watching. I'll talk to you guys next time.